0: Greetings, programs, and welcome to episode 3 of Sentai Saturdays. I'm Justin, I'll be your host, and why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hey, what's up? This is Derek, Derek W.C.
2: Tony, are you live? <laughs> Tony! I, I think he died.
1: Simon Pegg is drinking a <laughs> beer, mourning him on the screen right now. Tony! <laughs>
0: I'm Tony Chanclaw, and I'm the biggest idiot ever. I heard that.
2: (laughs) We could change your name from rung to bung, and we could do what you wanted earlier. (laughs) (laughs) You can be bunghole. Well, well,
3: well, on the bright side, I know two people who I won't mourn when they die.
1: Introduce yourself, Tony.
3: Hi, this is Tony
2: Chainclaw. How you doing?
1: <laughs> and introduce yourself, Jack.
0: <laughs>
2: or Yawn. And yeah, this is Yawn. Uh, you can also call me Airhammer or Hammy.
0: And today we'll be discussing episode three of Dire Ranger. Your souls, please. Uh, this mm-hmm. episode aired March 5th, 1993.
1: Uh, this episode begins with Shoji and Kazu doing, like, their Fast and the Furious thing where they're racing each other and Kazu is in a car and Shoji's on a bike. And I just wanted to say that I I know, I guess, what it's supposed to be is that Kazu has, like, a yellow dress shirt underneath his outfit, but it seems like he's kind of wearing, like, this olive suit. So I kind of think of the shirt as olive. So at first I thought he was Daigo because I am like, well, Daigo's the Green Ranger, so this must be Daigo. But then I realized, no, it's Kazu who's racing recklessly. And so there's this poor chubby little fat kid who's like running away from his sister because his sister is an evil shrewish bitch or whatever. <laughs> and like he steps out in the street and nearly has a fucking heart attack because these stupid guys who are supposed to be like the defenders of little children everywhere. Nearly run over this fucking chubby little kid. And the kid's name is Maso, Yeah, so he almost gets run over or whatever. I don't know what. What do you guys think about the reckless racing of of the Die Rangers? I, I,
3: I thought it was really funny that they were like, you know, if, if you just clicked on it, if you were going through the, through the, like the channels, and you actually knew about the show, you knew the character. You're like, why are they trying to kill each other? <laughs> it seems very, very reckless, to, especially when you're on a bike against a, a car, because the car is probably going to win, just going with physics and all that. As far as a little kid, I agree with uh, Derek. The, li- the little girl is is a. Uh, Shrieking, harping shrew, and
1: she's a little harpy, a little cute Japanese girl harpy. <laughs> <laughs> my brother,
0: no, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Even though my little funny... stupid brother ran out in front of you into oncoming traffic,
1: <laughs> it's your fault. Yeah. Then I guess what it it cuts to the villain of the episode, and
0: and he's
3: not creepy at all.
1: No, not at well, all. Well, see to me, it looks like if, like, say the. The Justice League villain, the key, appeared on the 60s Batman show, like, because he basically is all about the keys, and he's got, like, this goofy hat with a time clock on his head and everything like that, and I guess the the, the monster's name is Kage do Keishi, or whatever, which, you know, I guess translates into Japanese as the queer-looking key guy, um, you know, because that's what I think he looks like. You know, and and but then of course, I guess what Tony might want to go into is is what the queer looking, he, even though he looks jovial and funny looking, Tony may want to go into what what actually happens when he uses the key to unlock Little Masso's chest.
3: Yeah, it it got kind of creepy. Like he's 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 rolling around on his little rollerblades and stuff, and he's like,
0: cocky, cocky, cocky,
3: you know, saying like key, key, key over and over again. And through the spirit of dreams, he goes in this little boy's room, and in a very surreal sequence, he pulls out a key, it's a little red key, and he pushes it against the little boy's chest, stomach area. And it makes this little kind of technological sound, like beep, 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 and his chest opens, and there's a little glowing ball inside.
1: Which is basically like supposed to be his soul, right? I didn't so, know I had one of those. I'm gonna have yeah. to check that out later. I, I didn't know my chest opened like that exactly, <laughs> but I guess when when you stick a a key next to it, it's like your your chest becomes like mechanical doors, just like when Ultra Magnus got the Matrix. I guess you know, yeah. It's like you've got a little matrix that's your soul inside that this a you know, queer key guy can 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 grab out of your chest or what have you. So then at that point, it is kind of eerie because the kid Masso, the little chubby kid who was full of life the other day, recklessly running into the street to get runned over, is now like his face is like white as death. Like the kid looks like he's dead. Like, yeah, and he's really responsive, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so then at that point, you know, the, the little girl's like, well, it's your guys' fault. You nearly ran him over yesterday. And like the the Die Rangers, I like how they kind of they're kind of like, no, dude, it's not our fault. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> Bullshit, girl. <laughs>
1: and don't don't tell anybody else. Like,
0: yeah, she she's kind they're kind like of shady
1: about the whole thing, but it's kind of like,
0: funny. She's asking for their addresses, and they just kind of look at each other like, oh, yeah, they're uh, like, girl, no, we're, like, we're like,
1: not gonna to give you it. our address. <laughs> Wouldn't you crazy?
3: Oh, just just a fun thing to remember is actually after the key guy does that, he, he's actually he. he Derek's name is much better, but his actual translation, as far as TV, TV Neon, is the Key Clown, and he does turn into his more monstrous form before he fades away. So you actually get to see what he looks like when he's not just being a weird pedophile on skates. So. Right,
0: right,
1: right.
3: Yeah, the name I've got is Key Jester, but we can go Key Jester. Back. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah. The the Die Rangers, like you guys said, are like completely like, dude, not us, man. That was not us at all. <laughs>
1: But I guess I guess they must give in and eventually at least give the phone numbers because later Kazu gets called by Kaori, who is the little sister, you know, at his hair salon or whatever. So he's in the middle of I don't know, styling some lady's hair and then he gets a phone call where, you know, they're talking about, you know, what what happened to Maso or whatever. And then like I thought it was like talking about creepy stuff. It's like, um, it's like a scene out of Carrie or something, because this car starts chasing after them like down the street or whatever, and they have to like jump up the walls to avoid it so it doesn't crash into them or what have you.
3: And then when they go to check it out, what happens?
1: Well, it turns out that uh, one of the seven dwarves was driving the car. <laughs> it, it, actually, it was a little puppet that kind of looks like Grumpy Dwarf. I guess Shoji is the only one who saw the puppet. So imagine Wolverine comes back to the X-Base and is like, Chuck, I saw this puppet. It tried to kill me and Slim." And then, you know, Cyclops is like, I didn't see any puppet, but yes, there was a car that tried to run us over. And meanwhile, the rest of the X-Men are like, yeah, whatever, Cher, uh, you know, puppets, that must be really tough for you to fight, homie. <laughs> and Rogue and Gambit, like, laugh off Wolverine, and, like, basically, like, most of the cast, like, basically is like, ha, <laughs> you stupid puppets, and they kind of walk off on them, even, even the master, like, even Professor X is like, this is bullshit, and, like, just wheels away or whatever. And then basically Daigo is the only one who like really kind of is like, basically like, if you said it happened, I, I believe it happened. Like, let's go find out what's going on with these kids. So then, and then Shoji's almost like, you, you, you believe me? Like, yeah, hey. He like, he like breaks awesome. down, he's like crying on his shoulders. Like, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm so happy somebody is listening to me. <laughs> so, you know, that's, I mean, it, it was a nice moment at least, you know, between, between the three guys. Cause, cause the other two guys are thinking like, oh, everybody thinks they're, nut balls or whatever you know and because they you know they basically said grumpy dwarf tried to kill them with a car so I mean you know I guess you could kind of understand the other point of view but it's nice that Daigo had faith in his teammates you know he's like you guys are my teammates so yeah then they let's go do this shit you know
3: yeah then they go to like the hospital I guess Or is that before? And apparently, like...
1: Yeah, yeah, they they, they go, because I guess the the doctors there are saying how other kids have a similar condition to Maso. And then, you know, Kaori, I guess, is not putting up this... You know, shrewish kind of front anymore. Like, she kind of meets Daigo, and since Daigo didn't try to run over her little brother, she actually sort of <laughs> confides in him. You know, like she's like, oh, so. you. She's like, she's like, look, you know, I'm sorry I'm being such a bitch, but, you know, my parents have been away at work. They're one of these. Uh, I, I'm assuming these these working class Japanese families where the parents are never home. I guess I, I see that trope a lot in in Japanese media, whether it's like Digimon or whatever. There's these parents that I guess you know work 24 by seven, and there's always little kids like you know getting notes on the fridge and I don't know making meals in the microwave or what have you. So I assume that that's what's going on here, and that she's you know basically the mother to. You know the the little sister is the only one taking care of, yeah, of she the brother, and so she's like, "Well, when my parents get home, I'm basically fucked because my brother looks like he's death warmed over, and he has no fucking soul, and all that kind of stuff." What
3: you gonna right? do so, about it, grainy? Come on, how about?
1: <laughs> well, basically, yeah, that's that's kind of like this. So they they go to to sort of investigate or whatever, and then I guess luckily for Shoji and and Kazu, they they actually witness the 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 key jester guy like, stealing souls from people and stuff, so so now they, they've they physically seen it as well, you know, and, and, and I guess the idea is when he takes the soul out of the little kid, the puppet absorbs it or whatever, and that brings these little, you know, dwarf, I don't know, it's weird, it, it's like, the, some of them look like the seven dwarves, some of them look like evil little Santa Clauses, <laughs> like, there was all kinds of, like, kind of things that would, I guess, play on maybe, you know, yeah. somebody of my background's pre-existing, you know, thoughts on something. I wouldn't think Santa Claus puppet would try to kill you, but here it is, you know, a crazy Santa Claus puppet trying to, like, run you over with cars and everything.
3: Yeah, they're, like, dancing around going, being bad is good, we love being bad, ha-ha-ha. It, it, it's a little creepy, it's a little, little little freaking creepy, and, like, you know. It's weird
1: how, like, you'd think if, if they're getting souls from children, like, it, it's not the children that are being bad puppets are bad, but the souls are only being used as, like, a power source. Yeah, but, yeah, the
3: puppets don't have, like, sound personalities. Oh, oh, well,
1: I, I was like, I hope that's not like a little kid just trying to murder people in cars, <laughs> just because he's a puppet now, you know, like that kind of thing. So.
3: I'm a puppet now, fuck life, kill everyone. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of what I was, I, I hope it didn't. It wasn't that kind of situation or whatever, but I, I guess now you get a chance to see Daigo a little bit more, you know, a little bit more showcased, because he's the one fighting the the key jester here and, and, you know, kind of going one-on-one with him or whatever. I, I don't know. I, I just thought of Daigo as like a Wolverine type because of how angry he gets, you know, like, cause he is like, like when, once the, the two other guys come back, cause I guess they do go off to the sake bar or whatever, but it's like Kazu and, and Shoji are off at some restaurant or whatever they were doing. And then like when, when, when they come back, by the time they come back, the little girl's soul gets robbed too because, you know, Daigo is getting, like, bitch-slapped by that one chick, the the Gorma, I don't know what her name is, but the Gorma lieutenant, like, she's just slapping him back and forth like a little rag doll. And, and so he can't really do too much. He's just one dude, and he's fighting, like, a monster, and the lieutenants and all these little Sailor Moon tuxedo putties or whatever they are, you know? And, like, it's basically, like, by the time the other two come back, like, Daigo's, like, punching out both the other guys. They're yeah. Like, where the fuck were you? You know, like, what the fuck? You know, so it's like, I was like, oh, that's a pretty heavy scene, you know, because it'd be like, you know, somebody coming back and being like, where the fuck were you there? You know, like, so. And they're all, like, bloody at the lips. Yeah, stuff, but they even so. bloodied them up. It wasn't
3: just, like, you know, pat, pat. It was like, ow. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah,
3: You tagged this motherfucker. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, what what do you guys think? Like, Yon or Justin? Like, I mean, was that, like, a pretty heavy scene for you guys? Or is it something you've become accustomed to watching a lot of
0: Sentai? Or? I, I guess I've been desensitized to that, that sort of thing.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, Yon, did you like the, the key guy, like, when he transformed again the second time in the episode? For some reason, he reminded me a lot of a Mega Man villain, because he was, like, throwing keys... His little key head could chop things, and he had
0: like a key sword. He looked he looked a lot like a Mega Man, villain. he's like Cutsman combined with like a
3: key theme or something. <laughs> yeah, I just thought he was funny. He was still creepy though. He had a creepy voice even when he was like a giant monster,
1: like so. So like to you guys, it's basically just like another version of the Bright Slap. Like it's just Daigo's just doing the typical like. Scolding that would happen in Japanese culture, you know, like just I'm going to give you a good punch in the face for, for like abandoning your post or whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, and like all, all the like the the well, what's I mean, I guess Die Rangers—that's what you call them. They're like they, the two of them don't know anything. Uh, uh, Ryu and uh Rin Lin, they they're really not aware of what's going on. But yeah, like you know Shoji and you know uh Kazoo, they're just like you know. They're just like chilling and eating. They're like, oh, nobody believed us. Fuck this. Let's just get something to eat. It kind of does, kind of show a bad light on them because they, because
1: they- well, I mean, in their in their defense, it's not like they knew anything else was going on. They're they're sitting there kind of commiserating amongst themselves, but they're kind of like, oh, geez, you know, like I, I don't think anybody but Daigo believes us. How are we gonna? prove what we saw type thing, you know. Yeah, so. but
3: they were weren't they supposed to be all out kinda of on patrol trying to figure out what like you know, like doing a little bit of detective work. I mean I understand for the the course of the story, it was Daigo's story. You know, he had to, you know, go off on his own with the little girl and everything. I understand that, but yeah, like, yeah. It, it does kind of reflect a little poorly on them. And
0: yeah,
1: yeah,
3: that, that'll come into play later on. But again, we won't spoil that.
1: Well, I guess, I guess the the reason why Daigo's pissed off was because he was the one calling for backup. You know, so it's like they just didn't come soon enough to help him. You know, save the the little girl or whatever, because the little girl has her soul taken away, and then it's kind of like a sad cliffhanger. Like, this isn't like a, oh, no, the monster's going to, like, step on my face cliffhanger. This is more like, oh, yeah, he's basically basically walking off with a dead little girl corpse. I mean, you know, I assume they're going to find all these little souls and bring them back to the kids. Like, that's what I assume, Mm -hmm. but given, given some of the things that Justin has said, maybe I shouldn't make that assumption. Like, maybe they do all become pumpkin pies and get eaten by the gorma or whatever, but, you know, I'm going to assume that they're going to get saved, but it is still, it does kind of end on a downer here. It's like a, it's kind of like a dun-dun-dun cliffhanger, you know.
3: Yeah, and like I said, it's not so much a big, like, you know, will the Rangers get their Zord back, you know, is this the end of the Power Rangers, it's more just more like personal, it's like, you know, yeah, you, you didn't win, how does that feel? <laughs>
1: Well yeah, not only that, but but it, I mean there's definitely a lot of friction within the team which I don't know like like I'm trying to remember cuz I I know I've seen a lot of Power Rangers, but I mean I I guess I don't remember too much of something where anything became like a physical altercation. Like I don't I don't remember, you know, Billy ever like punching Jason upside the head and being like, "God damn it, look at my science project." You know, like I don't remember anything like that going down, so yeah. you know it, it's kind of like oh well, this is to me it's it's kind of an interesting concept the fact that you know even though they're they're a you know Super Sentai team and they've got all these conforming colors and all that other stuff and you know you would think they'd all get along but here they're they're clearly you know not in sync you know so
3: yeah even when like when Tommy like when they had suspicions about him being the the evil Green Ranger and stuff it was it was more along the lines of like. You might be evil, yeah. So, I don't like that. Yeah,
1: I bet you don't. Bye. Yeah, and then Tommy would like have an evil smile or something yeah. as he walked off his lockers.
0: Yeah, you know, Gib- or whatever. Kimberly's all like, "He's so dreamy when he's evil." Yeah, some of the some of the uh, Sentai teams are a little bit more dysfunctional. They won't become, you know, like a well synchronized clock. Machine. Yeah, until later on. But like, Die Ranger is a bit more dysfunctional, and then, like, for a really dysfunctional one, like, I would point to Jetman again. Like, Jetman's kind of, like, I don't know, I guess it has a lot of a lot of more soap opera elements because there's kind of, like, this love triangle going on. And the, that team is probably the most dysfunctional of all the Sentais. I mean, even until, like, the last couple episodes, they're still dysfunctional. They're fighting each other over, like, this girl or over other issues, that they're just completely at odds with each other, and even the commander, like, gets frustrated with some of things.
1: It did seem like Ryu and Lin were pretty friendly there. You know, like, we're going to go get some dinner. We don't believe your story about a dwarf driving a car or whatever that's a puppet. Like, come on, Lin. And she's like,
0: Hey, hey okay.
1: <laughs> you know, like, that's what it seemed
0: like to me. But
3: Yeah, and Shoji and that like, you know, they were they were they had that bond of like yeah that was a weird day we had so they were being friendly to each other but
0: we talked about this last episode you know last episode two was kind of a soji focus and this episode it looks like it's gonna be a kazi and soji episode but then it kind of switches over and it's like it also focuses on daigo so you've kind of got like a little you've got a focus on three specific characters like each of them has a moment you know kazi and soji either, you know made fun of because the puppet and because the girl's giving them such a hard time and then at the end with Daigo he's like where were you guys you know like I needed you
1: yeah yeah I mean definitely Ryu and 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 Lynn take a back seat or whatever in in this episode and then you definitely get a spotlight on Daigo and Shoji and and Kazu so
0: yeah
3: I, I was I was gonna say because again you know I'm the visual guy I guess Dago's fight against all the, the Gorma troopers, the 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 key guy and the three Gorma, like generals or whatever you want to call them, really good fight, especially when he's fighting like the little one-off guys, like one of my favorite little scenes if you like look at it, one of the guys like throws like his lance toward him to like, you know, whap him on the head, he catches it, flings it over and hits a Gorma behind him like with the lance and I'm like, that's just really cool, you know, just... Really good fight choreography. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, the fact that, that Daigo's fighting all these guys by himself, and then, of course, he inevitably gets his ass kicked. I mean, that, that to me, still reminds me of Wolverine, even though I know you guys say Daigo's not, like, a Wolverine-type guy. But the fact that he just, you know, he basically, like, he's kind of fighting some hopeless odds. I mean, he he tries, you know. Like, he, he puts a, a good fight and everything, but it's like he's not going to beat up all these different guys by himself without his teammates. I mean, the only difference between maybe him and Wolverine is he actually, like, you know, tries to call in for backup, you know, where he's like, I'm getting my ass kicked. It's just everybody else, like, came too late, I guess, for, for dramatic purposes, you know,
0: so. Yeah, obviously they couldn't find their bikes. They really like bikes. <laughs> it was in the first episode. They ride yeah. bikes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, we, we saw, like, a split second of them on their bikes in like uh, episode two, but this episode, like I guess the bikes were in the shop, you know, like Kaku hadn't <laughs> did the maintenance or whatever.
3: This is a really weird episode. It's hard to put into words how creepy the puppets are, and it's really it's really hard to put across how they could be threats until you actually see them, and they are, they are creepy. They're weird. They're, yeah. And again, the whole stealing blighted up orbs out of a kid's chest, and that's your soul. Got it. You know. Very surreal, but I, again
0: I enjoyed it I thought it was, it was, it was a fun episode I, I I liked what I saw
1: yeah I, I enjoyed the episode I mean I thought it was well done
0: even though I'm used to like weird crazy things in Sentai like the key clown opening myself's chest like he's a robot that that's that's a little weird even for like you know grizzle weird things in Sentai De- definitely definitely hits you out of nowhere you're like the hell <laughs>
1: Yeah, I did. I did write "WTF" when that happened in my notes.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was I, like, "What?" I mean, I'd seen it before, so when I when I saw it again earlier, I was like, "Oh yeah, that was weird." Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> any any words from the Great White North,
2: yon? Anything you want to add? Oh, it's just one of those crazy, dark, creepy episodes. You know, the demonic hell spawn of the puppets. And, I don't know, like he gestures human form. Like he, he was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you look at his makeup and you think, okay, we shove a afro on this guy. We got a Japanese Frankenfurter, and
1: because
2: <laughs> he's already got the eyeliner and the and the lipstick, a bunch of
3: keys hanging off of him for no reason. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he
2: has a reason, but
3: still, when you first see him, you don't know.
2: Yeah, when you look at just the focus of the episode, you can see why Power Rangers used absolutely none of it, like. <laughs> But even As Key I'm Jester just... himself, the, the costume, like about 25 to 30 seconds of Key Jester in total of Die Ranger footage was used on, in Power Rangers. That was it.
0: I was about to say, I don't remember the Key Clown being in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 2 at all.
2: I think he's in Zed's Monster Mash, and you just see him open a, a gateway for uh, Tommy to be shoved into another dimension, and that's it. That's all you ever see. Ah, well done, Goldar! The White Ranger will face the battle of his young life! And when the other Power Rangers attempt to come to his aid, I'll destroy them too!
3: <laughs> Lord Zed has given me such an important assignment! Gatekeeper of the Dark Dimension! But I have to make sure it stays locked up! Let's see, which key is it? I don't, uh. Boom. I'll just use my master key! Once I turn this, no one will be able to escape!
1: And Tommy was like,
3: "Ayo, eat
0: you Or,
1: or as Disney thought he was saying, "Eat
0: shit, you <laughs> all."
2: He's like when he falls in, he's like, "Ayo."
1: Oh,
2: well, yeah, because when they brought him back for Dino Thunder, they thought he was yeah. swearing or something, so they had to had to have him stop doing that during fights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they always saying, "Eat shit, eat shit, you all." Hopefully, it's back for Super Mega Force, but yeah
3: you, you got to admit, that's a great taunt when you're fighting. that you kicks him by the face. Eat shit!
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and and as, as Justin has stated, uh, just to throw it out there for anybody who likes big robots and stuff, yeah, no big robots in this episode at all.
0: Nope.
3: Not a single one. Well, let's count the monster, but he's a monster robot. No good guy robots. No, no.
1: Yeah, but no, no making my monster grow or or zords or anything of that nature.
0: No. I guess they needed to like save some money out of their budget for this week's episode or something. Right,
1: right. <laughs> all that all that key gesture eye makeup costs a pretty penny. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to look beautiful, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the other guys are like, if you don't follow our orders, we're gonna fuck your shit up. And then he's all, "Oh, I will follow orders now." <laughs> like the, that one scene where they're in the uh, auditorium the, or whatever, yeah. Uh,
0: bad guys like to hang
1: out at amphitheaters. It's just you know, just how it is. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's, that's how they roll. Yeah, I how
0: often? Like that amphitheater, like that. I don't know if it's that particular one, but that kind of setting is reused a lot through various. Yeah,
2: early. I was just gonna say that. I think it's the exact same one because I recall it in Zoo Ranger. Like the episode of King Sphinx, I mm. think it's the same one from that episode. Maybe, maybe
1: it's a famous auditorium in Japan. Like maybe it's like a, a you know kind of like a
2: a locale that is familiar to to natives. Yeah, like yes. a lot of shows will have taping locations again and again in different episodes, but spaced out.
3: I, I, I seem to notice like in my Power Rangers viewing, it seemed the the bad guys whenever they go to the Japanese footage, they seem to go to the same amusement park pretty often.
2: Yeah.
0: It seemed like a lot of rides look familiar. I think me and Derek talked about this. we about the you know the trope of having a fight on like the a, a suspension bridge. Like it always seems to be the same one. I know they reuse like a certain street in a lot of Sentai shows. Like. I can't remember if it's season one or season two of Akiba Ranger, but like, Akiba Ranger kind of, like, has a lot of hardcore sentai, like, in-jokes and, like, information. So it's really kind of, if you get the joke, it's hilarious. If you don't, you kind of learn more about, like, sentai stuff that you don't know. They actually go to, like, the offices where they actually, like, make the shows, and they kind of show you, like, the stunt masters and, you know, everybody like that. And they show, like, the street. And I'm sure you've all seen it. It's kind of like a curved alley. And apparently, like that's just like down the street from like the main office building. So when the guy sees it, he's like, <laughs> oh my, the guy flips out. He's like, oh my god, this is where they that famous scene from blah 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 blah. blah. It, it's just a curved street down from the offices, and they use it all the time.
3: Uh. It's close. It's it's convenient.
0: <laughs> nice. And like, you'll probably also notice there's like will be like some kind of scene where there's like, you know, a ranger's on top of a building top, and it's got kind of like a little gate around the edges. Like, you'll see that same rooftop a lot. Like, they use... I noticed they use that a lot in Ghost Sager, but you'll see it in other series too, like, frequently. So I guess maybe that's like the top of the Toei building or, you know, Bandai building, or I don't know.
3: Well, I know in a lot of ranger episodes, like, it, it looks like they always go the same fucking quarry to fight because they're always the bad guys are always standing on that same damn ridge and it's like where are we
0: going to go well we're going to the fighting quarry you know where it's <laughs> yeah like there's a uh i noticed this like in the go-kiger go-sager movie they've kind of fight in this old rock quarry but it's like you know it has like some overgrowth on it but there's kind of like a, an additional ledge and that's where like Black Cross King comes back, and they fight him and everything. But then, like, later on, I noticed, like, they use that same location, and, like, I think they used it in Go Busters, Go Kaiger movie, and a couple other episodes, so I was like, man, they must, that must be, like, the suspension bridge in the back alley, like, they, it must be, like, a cheap place to, like, enter or whatever, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, like, you know,
3: cost-cutting and whatnot, you know, it's like, hey, it's different costumes, so who cares if it looks the same, you know, as far as the background? Are you really looking at the backgrounds, and Of course, me, Justin, and Jan are like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: like, there was a scene in one of those Occupy Ranger seasons where, you know, the main character, like, he's a total Sentai geek, and he's kind of, like, walking, like, kind of like in the storage area, and he notices, like, a building from, like, one of the monster sets or something, and he freaks out. He's like, oh my god, that's that building that was in the background episode of Geeky Ranger number 17, and you're like, it's just a building, like... (laughs) That's pretty hardcore even for me to say that <laughs>
3: right right now. all Justin is doing is make me really like look forward to when we finally get to Abba Ranger. God, that's gonna be a long time depend well, depending on what what order we do these in, obviously if we go like chronologically from now to Abba Ranger, how many years will it take? <laughs>
1: I will be I will be a doctor by then. I'll by be then, doctor I'll be Dr. D and I'll come back. Like I'll go away for a while, come back and be <laughs> Dr. D. I'll have my my doctorate. You will I'll all be born by death.
0: By then I will have shattered Tony's like energy chamber and spread his drunkenness all over the galaxy to defeat somebody. <laughs> <laughs> going to be all like,
2: "Hey, well there.
0: Whoa." that shit hit me pretty hard.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, like, it's like Zed and Rita got so drunk they turned into regular people from Ventura County.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Zeddy, you look so good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a good creepy episode. Oh, and I guess we should definitely mention, even though it does end on a downer, it is to be continued. They did put that at the end, so it's it's not over yet. We're going to see where it goes, but it was not just, you know... Okay,
0: everybody's dead. See you next episode.
1: (laughs) Right, well, we'll find out the fate of the little girl next episode.
0: Well, I guess that wraps up another episode of Sentai Saturdays. Join us next time, and we'll see what the final fate of the kids' souls is.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa! little kid souls.
3: <laughs> I like the ending song better, actually. It's really upbeat.
0: Ha
3: ha ha, 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 Flying into the sun. They're on motorcycles. They're riding around town. Motherfucking Decker, right? Ah! <laughs> it's really happy. I can't help it. I like I like happy upbeat J-pop. I can't help it.
1: Got to record Tony. Got to <laughs> make him a J-pop album.
3: I actually have quite a few. So.
1: <laughs> no, I mean you got to make your own. Like, okay. I mean, put put your face on the cover of the CD and everything.
0: <laughs> Tony does J. Jam Master T.